Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me, as always, to discuss the latest developments of Pompey, and there's a lot of developments to discuss, is Jordan Cross. Jordy, yeah, there's an awful lot on the agenda today as Pompey continue their search for a replacement for Danny Cowley. Um, I think we're 11 full days into that search. What is your understanding of the latest situation? 11 days, is it? Feels like, it feels like a lot more than 11 days. <laughs> um, yeah, 11 days in the life of Pompey is a lifetime sometimes, isn't it? So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, so much has happened from, from the But Where have you been anyway, Mark? Where have you been through all this? All this uh... You wouldn't know from a pale complexion that I've been in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Well, all you were working off. hard. I was on a beach enjoying myself. I think Neil Adams got a reputation for being off for signings, hasn't he? And uh, I think, yeah, you, you swan off uh, when, for when managerial appointments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do things stand? Okay. Oh, well, bang up to speed. Let's just go from the moment from um, from as it is of the, this morning. Um, obviously, so much talk about Liam Manning and other contenders, uh, but in terms of the appointment. Uh, Half twelve on Friday, uh, nout imminent. Um, lots um, suggesting, or not suggesting, but lots of people believing that it was close. Kind of Wednesday is the kind of lot of attention and speculation turned turn to Liam Manning. Uh, my thought was it, it there is credence to that, but I don't think it would be anything imminent. And now the understanding is uh, certainly uh, via Simon Bassey that that no appointment um, this side of this week. Uh, so into the into the into the Bolton game and then and certainly going into next week and probably could even go on. I, I mean, as I understood it, even as of last Saturday after the Spurs game, I don't think anyone had actually been interviewed for the job. I think Pompey were forming and, and looking for expressions of interest and, and forming a list. Uh, and obviously, that's kicked on now. Uh, but as Simon quite rightly said in our interview, which you can see, um, you know, and the stories of the news and on our Facebook page. Um, the list, you know, you, you're going to have two, you know, one and two interviews for, you know, an initial list and then a short list, a short, short list, and then obviously the finances. Then that would have to obviously go through probably the board, and I expect the Isers would certainly like to have a conversation with the new man um, and, and get them together, certainly by, via Zoom, I would have thought, um, before any announcement. So, uh, yeah, I see, it, I see it, it going on. And it's always been the message from Andy Cullen, who's, you know, Leading the search with Rich Hughes at Pompey wanted to get the right man, and they were prepared prepared to wait for the right man. Um, obviously, now with with league points up for grabs, um, a lot of fans are um, pointing to that and saying pointing to the need uh, to urgency. But Pompey staying firm in, in their in their search and, and, and holding on until they get what they believe is the right candidate. And it feels like a bit of a game of guess who now, where you're getting this initial list and it's it's been moving on and on and. You hear things from people in your contacts within the game, uh, and, and there's a lot of stuff flying around as, as you would expect. And you're kind of slowly whittling through through the names now and knocking down names until there's fewer and fewer left. What um, the, the the time frame suggests then that Pompey have approached this from a standing start that they weren't plotting behind Danny Curley's back. Um, so yeah, does that does that explain how long this is taking at the moment then? Well, that's part of it. Um, it's certainly unusual. Let, let's be frank about how um, how football works, and um, very, very often, in the case of uh, a sacking of a manager, the new man is often 
probably actually more often than not lined up to arrive uh, before before the triggers pulled. We're certainly a long way down the road. Um, it seems, uh, um, and certainly the indications are that that wasn't the case with, with Danny with Danny's sacking. I just felt that uh, the time had come, and uh, I think there kind of been a real quick sea change in, in, in and. A lot had gone off the reaction um, in the MK Dons to an extent, but then late in the, then the then the Charlton game, I think a lot really went off off the back of that. That they thought it, it, was, it quickly become untenable uh, for Danny, and uh, and again uh, the, the the points gap to the playoffs, which was uh, being certainly from the board any uh, anyway. Well, Andy Cullen had been a, a station ambition. I know some people dispute that, but that's certainly what what the indications were for me. So, yeah, that 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 points to it. Whether you should say you can have your opinion about that, whether it's um, uh, Andy Cullen being an honourable man uh, with that, or you know looking at it the other way and saying, well, maybe what they should have been even yeah. if it's allowed a lot. Whether they should have been people, you know. Uh, testing the water with certain candidates, but that 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 showed why they've kind of had that initial period where they were forming the list. And I know Richard Hughes has been speaking to people and uh, the people he's allowed to, and going through the right channels to see if, if there's interest for ones that you can approach and and and, to, and doing that process. And then obviously now picking into interviews and and narrowing the list, you know, and then getting getting down more to the nitty gritty now. Is I've seen obviously fans are getting slightly impatient by the whole scenario, but. You want Pompey to get it right. So are they being thorough in this whole process or is it indecisiveness maybe that's the overriding factor at the moment? Well, you always get this, don't you? Um, I was talk- talking to um, our young colleague Pepe uh, on Wednesday night. The, the, the betting market was suspended. Now, you get a lot of, you get a lot of movement I know for a fact, I know, I know people in the industry that it doesn't take much to move a betting market, yeah. no more than a few bets. Um, yeah, um, so I wouldn't necessarily put, put too much sort of emphasis on that. It can sometimes be an indicator of if people get a bit of information and get a flurry of bets on one, one person, but they also get wrong information as well. So, but when, when that, that betting market was suspended and there was a talk of Liam and on the call and, and Pepe was saying, well, no, there's going to be an announcement at, at sort of nine o'clock. <laughs> Pepe, you're new to this, aren't you? It very rarely happens. And we often get this, don't we, when we think that something's crystallised in terms of, of the field of contender and then we wait and we wait. And then you kind of use your contacts or go, go through the channels for the club and they're like, no, nothing doing, nothing doing. And um, it just said, you know, it just shows you where um, things are. I think things aren't as far down the line as what a lot of people think. Uh, certainly, thought on Wednesday. I think that you know, Liam Manning. From what I hear from different places, there's a lot that adds up to him being very much in contention uh, and justified the, the attention. But uh, yeah, I just think there's there's still um, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a length to travel in that whole narrative still. Well, so why is Liam Manning the favourite from the bookies? Why is his name being mentioned so much? What what makes him the fit that makes him the next Pompey manager, a man in waiting? Well, I mean, it's twofold, isn't it? Is he the best fit? Or is he someone that is left when others have ruled themselves out or others are in post? Will Pompey pay the compensation to get others out? Just for clarity... Myself, I would love Chris Wilder for the job. I would love Anthony Barry for the job. 
I would really love those two. I would love Luke Williams for the job. Three excellent contenders. Now, is it realistic for Chris Wilder, who's still second favourite of the bookies, to, to come into the job? I don't think so. Now, he's we, we've got good contacts and we understand that he would be interested, but Pompey would need to match his ambitions. Does he fit the... Does he fit the remit for a head coach? Not really. He's a, more of an old school manager. He likes Pompey. He appointed. Uh, he applied for the job when Barker got it, but his stock has since risen, um, and he's fallen out with his past two owners over money. <laughs> so there's there's something. And most of all, I think you you, know, you, you hear what, what Chris Wilder was earning at what Sheffield United and what Danny Cowley was earning. I'm not exaggerating. It's probably ten to fifteen times the salary. Yeah, it was always going to be unrealistic, wasn't it? That you know, it would be great. Is it realistic? No, I don't think that's you know necessarily Pompey being tight and, and not being ambitious enough. Well, you could debate that, but let's be realistic. Anthony Barry would have been just like one of the great young young coaches of the game at Chelsea. And the, when you speak to people, they purr about. What a great coach he is. He, now, he fits the profile in terms of the type that Pompey are trying to appoint perfectly. But Anthony Barry's turned down multiple championship jobs. Yeah. So he's got his sights set a higher than Portsmouth. So that ruled that, that one out. Luke Williams, a lot less known about Luke Williams, but there was lots that, that ticked the box about him. Um, he's got a good grounding in the game at Brighton, Bristol City. Um, he had a relegation at Swindon, but you look at that club then and what was going on there and there's a lot more to that one then than uh, you know just look you know the surface of things and he's then gone into MK Dons with Russell Martin the Swansea and you know about that you know that very defined idea that seems to have um, a fair amount of sway and popularity in the game he's then go- gone on to Notts County who lost one game and are absolutely flying yeah. in, in the National League and again that's one name where the more I spoke to people the more it really I mean he's apparently got a really great expansive game idea that now he's, um, I'll be honest, there was, there was a lot that worked about him, but there wasn't anything concrete in terms of Pompey's interest from what I under, understood. Uh, it, it was just one that just, just ticks a lot of boxes. New, new Andy Cullen as well from MK Dons. Uh, but he's on that new contract uh, now, so that rules him out of the running. Uh, and, and, and yet, and into Liam Manning, again, um, someone that was a, is, a, is a bright young coach. Um, he's got a good grounding. Uh, he's come through and worked at places like Ipswich Town, West Ham. He's gone abroad, uh, worked in the academy of New York City, revitalised the fortunes of a Belgian second division side in quick time, turning from like, bottom of the table to second or third um, in no time, and then gone into MK Dons uh, and, and had, a, had, a, had a great time there. He's got that 89 points and into the playoffs. Now, some people may say or suggest that he inherited a, a good team there. From Russell Martin, so you know a lot of it was in place, yeah. and their and their game ideas were very similar as well when when he went there. Um, but then obviously that's been followed. His star's not on the rise off the back of the struggles of MK Dons and his sacking last month, so that that makes it a difficult one for a lot, a lot of Pompey fans to swallow. And I understand that, but there's reasons for that. I mean, MK Dons look at their model; they keep selling their best players. Yeah. Now, how long is that sustainable? They sold David Kazumu, uh, Harry Darling, Scott Twine in the summer. I mean, they're big players, aren't they? All to championship size, by the way. So yeah. they weren't able to replace him, and that was a big part of what happened there, there since. So, um, 
Yeah, in ter- terms of the fit, again, I see Liam Matt in, in terms of coming work under a director of football uh, as a head coach, really defined, expansive. I mean, you'll see Pompey with it, you know, playing the ball out and trying to take on a press of a side with confidence and asking a lot of them. That raises a question about how can he implement that with the current group? Do they work? You know, you've maybe got some defenders that are less comfortable on the ball than, than others, for example. So that that's part of it. And the big red flag for me with Liam Manning, red, red flag being a bit harsh perhaps, my, my concern with Liam Manning would be what has he had in his career to prepare him for Portsmouth and the pressure that he will face yeah. um, when he arrives? Because he is an underwhelming appointment, let's be honest, the starting point will be a very, there'll be low tolerance to it. He'd be under pressure very quickly. You've also got Pompey fans that have had it up to here with six seasons in League One. I can see him having a very, very short honeymoon period before people start forming judgments on him. Is that fair? I, I think others would get more slack, but that, that would, rightly or wrongly, would be the circumstances that Liam Manning would, would come into the job. Now, you have to just finally be a little bit careful because it could quickly become a self fulfilling prophecy if people make their mind up about Liam Manning before he arrives and he faces that environment, it would be very tough. But that would be a legitimate concern for me. So, yeah, there's, 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 there's how it stands in about a five-minute answer from was, myself. I was going to say, like, why are we at the point where Liam Manning is? All of a sudden, we're now going, he could be underwhelming. There's going, he's got a, a short honeymoon period. It's as if that obituary's already being written, so to speak, that... Fans, I think fans will be slightly underwhelmed by it, definitely. I really do. Bearing in mind where he left MK Dons in December. But at the same time too, there's an awful lot of fans who just want the right man for the job. And if Pompey are being thorough about it, we should respect then the process. We should respect Andy Collins' decision, Richard Hughes' thought process in the whole. So there, there, I think there is going to be a bit of a, like a split in the fans. Well, let's face it, there's a... There's a, there's a anti-eyes in the camp amongst Pompey supporters. This would, uh, a Liam Manning appointment would be, uh, would be perfect fuel to their, for their flames in terms of they can say, well, this is a cheap appointment. He's yeah. out of work. Uh, even if these people are looking at lots of Chris Wilder, for example, which is an unrealistic alternative, um, that, 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 that would perpetuate that, that argument. Now, Pompey fans are known for unconditional backing for, for their, for their, for their team. Um, and their players, and they have that reputation. I think that's been tested, hasn't it? Quite not quite clearly of late. Um, now I don't blame the fans for that because I've had a gutful of League One as well after six seasons, and, and that, that's totally understandable. Um, I think there's obviously uh, criticism of the Eisners, which some is legitimate for me. A lot of it, this has been thrown in different directions, which I think I'm under, you know plays down that argument somewhat, but I think there is there are things that you can criticise the Islanders for, but that, that all goes into it and it all go into fuel to fuel that anger that, that we feel around Fratton Park at the moment and that's a big part of it and 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 you can't ignore that. Is the structure that the club have put in place, I totally get the structure. You want the academy to be a reflection of the first team, you want those players to be able to come in and f- play first team football in the style that the club is is the vision of the club. You want a sporting director. Is that structure though at this moment in time hindering Pompey's ability to attract big names that a lot of Pompey fans are really looking for? Chris Wilder's not going to come in and work under 
34 year old Richard Hughes has been a forest green no, yeah, I'm going to use... Yeah, but you know what I mean? Is, is, that, is that structure that they have in place limited their search to young, up-and-coming, unproven managers? No, no, well, I, I think that you can't look at it that way, that Pompey needed to, to be progressive and get those, these structures in place which are increasingly prevalent in the game uh, and will continue to, to continue to go that way. I can't think... I don't think you should... Say on the basis that you want a, a, if you want an old school manager that you know we can't put in a director football structure. We we need the continuity here. We don't yeah. we don't want another situation a couple of years down the line where you bring in a manager, he brings his own people in, he recruits his own players, um, and then he doesn't work. You get sacked and you're back to square one. And you're having another turnover of players. You want continuity and thinking in terms of recruitment and a, and, and, and a game idea and, and, and all of these different elements which are so important to the football operation. I totally understand the, the thinking about that. Um, and I, I like the idea. I'm, I'm totally on board with a, a young, hungry, progressive type of manager uh, with a, with a you know, a, a nice game idea. I prefer a winning game idea um, over that. But you know, these are all these are all box ticks that, that quite a lot of Pompey fans want moving forward. I just think that you have to be realistic. As I say, Chris Wilder. We keep coming back to that as an example. And some of the you know, Neil Warnock was is a fucking another name that Pompey yeah. fans infatuated with. Never, never going to happen. I, I think that Pompey, the, your point was always going to be a brave one because you were never going to tickle the boxes. If a young manager comes in, where do you find a young coach that can come in and, and work under the under the setup, but then can also handle the pressure of what is demanded at Pompey? And it's a it's a tough gig now, Pompey, because yeah. in my opinion, you've got obviously the, the, the backdrop to the, the residual anger at, at the club. But I think you've also got ambitions out of kilter of resources. So Pompey fans, a, a good element of, of them, expect automatic promotion. Pompey haven't got the, the playing on the playing side of things. They're not being given the resources that equate to that. I think they've been given the resources that equate to pushing for promotion, top six finish. I know people keep talking about the, exactly where the where the budget lies, but I think that that's reasonable. But it just seems those both are becoming more distant. So. Perhaps some people are looking at the job and thinking, well, hold on a minute, you know, if I come in here, I'm getting no leeway, um, I'm getting demands for promotion, and then probably, like, you know, for example, six, seven, four, eight budget, you know, without being specific where. They're like, well, if I don't deliver, you know, the fans are on my back, and it's going to be, it's going to be a tough circumstance. So that's, that, that, that's another, another consideration as well. I know we've mentioned Liam Manning, and I'm not saying everything points to him, but there's enough to suggest that you know this could be the one that Pompey are opting for, but are we wrong to discount anybody else at this moment in time? You've got um, Ian Foster, you've got Brand Barry Murphy, you've got Daryl Clark, names that have been lingering there in the bookies market and all that. There, Roy, Robbie Keane, although I don't, I can't see that happening. But are we wrong to discount these these types of names or even? A completely dark horse in the matter. Could we be surprised by anything? Oh, you'd be you'd be wrong to discount those names, in my opinion. Certainly, because I don't think it's is defined as, as as I've already said is what a lot of people believe. Ian Foster's one I can talk about. Uh, I understand that he is very keen on the job, 
he fits the bill. I mean, if you've got five minutes, go and have a look at what he's been doing with the England setup since he left Pompey. He knows the club. He's had massive success. He worked with Steve Cooper at the under seventeen team that won the won the World Cup. Um, he's that then gone on to be head coach of the under nineteen team, which won the European Championships with uh, Carney Chukwamaka, um, a number of others, including Dane Scarlett, lads Dalap and Doyle at Man City. He's worked with Dave Jaden Sancho, Phil Foden. It's like a who's who of like the top talent in the game. Um, so he's gone on and improved his standing. He, he spent nearly two years at Pompey as well, so he knows the terrain. So a lot of box ticks with Ian Foster. Again, someone that could work within the, the framework of, um, of, the, of what Pompey have implemented as a head coach. Uh, yeah, Daryl Clark knows Pompey, worked in the academy at Pompey before, before going off to Salisbury and then Bristol Rovers, where he had success there, back-to-back promotions, I think, wasn't it? And now, and now look, he's done at Paul Valor above Pompey in League One at the moment. Yeah. Again, these ones make Lee Bowyer, not everyone's cup of tea, but again, when you actually look at the scratch beneath the surface about what happened there, he's got promotions in League One. Um, he's got people in club into the championship with a lesser, probably a lesser budget than what Pompey had. Then the budget didn't go up in the championship, or very slightly did, and he lost his best striker in Lyle Taylor over the second half of the season because of a contract dispute and then went down by one point. Would have kept Charlton up on a, on a low budget if he'd had his striker, quite possibly. So, you know, Pompey fans, before they, you know, people sometimes have look at names like Bowler being one, for example, and dismissive, but perhaps just take a second and look at it and, and then have a hint of realism about things as well. And, and certainly, you know, those other two names, I think they, they both would be in and around the shortlist, Daryl Clark and Ian Foster would have thought, if you just look at what they've done, they might not be sexy names, but they might be ones that work for Pompey moving forward. Are Pompey, are, do we understand, are Pompey willing to pay compensation? Like, Liam Manning is an easy one to look at. Liam Richardson is another one. Out of, they're out of, they're not with clubs at the moment, they're freebies, so to speak. But are, if, if Pompey identified the right person for the job, say Ian Foster does apply for it, are they, are they in a position to pay compensation to anybody? Um, yeah, we're, we're definitively told that's the case that, that, that by Andy Cullen that that certainly is um, yeah. not a barrier to an appointment and that, that's in black and white so um, Andy Cullen's not lied to me yet um, I, I think he's not, you know, he's, he is an honourable man yeah. and one of his word um, I don't think that he would lie about that would, let's be honest if you've got a list of your short list and one's, one's going to cost a couple of hundred grand or more and one isn't is that going to sway your thinking? I think quite, you know, it, it naturally would, wouldn't it? Um, but I would hope that Pompey would be brave enough to say, you know, if there's one person that they like above all others and he's in, in, in situ somewhere, that they would go out and do it. I'd be, uh, I'd be quite disappointed if, if that wasn't the case. Yeah. And just finally on Foster, like, is, was his role under Paul Cook underestimated? Everybody thinks Liam Richardson was the mastermind. Cook was just simply wrote off his input into the team. Was Ian Foster a key component there? Absolutely, yeah. Definitely on, on the grass. Um, certainly was. He, um, even before he came to Pompey at Coventry, I think he kind of worked with the likes of James Madison coming through there and, and, and quite a few others. Maybe. Yeah, I'll say Cameron, Cullen Wilson as well. Um, Cyrus Christie, people like that. Um, so he he's he's gone 
down the, the, the way that managers do. They've got their badges and they've got their experience. He's gone into, you know, being set up, done it all exactly by the book, hungry to develop himself. Um, yeah, I think Liam, I think Liam uh, was, you know, with Cookie would often kind of go around and Cookie, great motivator, bit of a chaotic char- character. Uh, I think he kind of clean up Cookie's mess a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in the nicest possible way. Um, yeah, he was out the gates, but I think obviously then I think Fozzie's influence came out on the grass. Really, yeah, that that's where he is, and that's what what what, what is wanted now, isn't it? You want someone who's going to coach and improve the players, make those players better, get get the team together, get this club moving again. It's needed. I mean, I don't know what, they, what people think about this season. Well, I do. I think a lot of people are thinking it's a write-off now, isn't it? I know the players are still ambitious for the playoffs and points are crucial, but. Yeah, we, we yeah we need to get things moving at least just to get the club moving in the right bloody direction on the pitch, yeah. isn't it? Get some get some enthusiasm, get some something to make us smile about. Yeah, even if we aren't going up this season, even if we aren't reaching the playoffs, just you know, people that are going to to Bolton on a you know Papa John's trophy night, those brilliant fans that made that trek. I wasn't there, but oh god, I'd had a gut for watching it on iFollow. It was a terrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it was a bleak performance. Yeah. For long periods, and Pompey just couldn't get in the right positions, and well, they got in the right positions, and then poor execution. And yeah, I found it a hard watch. So yeah, these fans that are going and paying their hard-earned money want want something to look forward to, and some calls for optimism. And you know that that's probably as much as important, increasingly as, as you know reaching playoffs this season and such like at the moment. Is it right to? I know Andy Cullen. Whenever the statement came out about Danny sacking, he said we've still got ambitions. We still feel we can match those ambitions this season. But after Josh Griffiths, I know again he's had a lot of stick from Pompey fans. Whenever his loan ended, whenever Coroma's loan, which was Pompey's decision, he went back. Again, I, I just felt at that moment in time, bearing in mind where Pompey are with the managerial situation, where they are in the league. I just, I just felt, you know what, this season could be a write-off. Yeah. Am I, am I yeah. wrong to think that, Jordy, or am I being no, a pessimistic? What people, I mean, it was funny seeing some of the reactions to, to the news of Griffiths' recall, and because it was quickly followed by Corona, and there was all this upheaval, and people were like, you know, it's burning at Roco, it's all falling apart around, around their, around their ears, and when you get that upheaval, I can see why people would think that. Uh, but you'd have to say, look. February the first, let's make a judgment on that one. How how fit things are uh, to continue? Because Josh Griffiths, who was at the, you know, I think unfairly panned by a lot of supporters, all of a sudden his his recall was being used as an example that things are falling around Pompey's ears. Well, these same people were hammering Josh Griffiths and saying get rid of him. So 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 what is it? Um, Josh Caroma, that's Pompey's decision to terminate that one. Yeah, and I totally get it. Yeah, and I think most fans will get that, won't they? Because he's been disappointing after a good start. He's, he went off a cliff and without being privy to his earnings, I'm sure even with Pompey paying a percentage, that was a quite an expensive sign in certain, certain you know, terms of wages. So let's form let's let's um, form judgment on that on February the 1st. I think probably lots of greater clarity in terms of ambitions for this season is, is one winning 14 League One fixtures and and nine league one games without a win, isn't it? Three losses on the spin. And what is really becoming apparent is Pompey just not creating anything, you know. Yeah. It's three goals in six games, both in the league and in all competitions, um, bizarrely. But 
that that shows you where problems lie at the moment. And I think that's probably if there's anything that's looking um, pointing to me towards why it's not going to happen this season, that would probably be my be my greatest reason why. I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but I am. But at the start of the season, when Pompey were doing so well, you were looking for weaknesses in this team, and you were sort of, you couldn't really identify. You looked at the bench; there's good options on the bench too. But as you say, the track record over this past few weeks speaks for itself. Is there players now, whoever the new manager is, is there going to be players looking over their shoulder now, going, you know what? I thought I was here. I was going to be here for the next two or three years under Danny Curley. All of a sudden, every single player is in the spotlight now under the microscope. Their careers are... Oh, good. Good, I hope so. I hope so after what's happened a lot of, of late. They need to be under the microscope. Yeah. There need to be questions asked about what what what, what they're doing. And uh, you always get that when you get a, a turnover of, of head coach. I mean, you know, one point to me, I'm, you know, I'm not saying but he's been excellent. I think Sean Raggett's been fantastic. But how does he fit with, say, Liam Manning's game idea? Yeah. Because he wants ball player defenders. Don't you get the whole kind of ch- it'd be a changing dynamic like, like that? Whoever, whoever comes in, um, and these questions need to be asked. And they have players that they like and players that fit with their game idea and players they don't fancy. And and, and then you get that even with the, the, the continuity in place. But what is clear is that Pompey, this team's under underachieving. Like in the never world of League One, aren't we at the moment drifting away? Um, they need they need to be doing better. So yeah, they, they, that's. I hope someone does come in and start shaking them up a bit, giving and, and, and knocking a few heads together. And I mean, you know, I mean that metaphorically. I don't see um, you know, <laughs> that, you know a, a progressive head coach. They're going to need to motivate the players, but they, they need to, yeah, need to pull their fingers out, don't they? And then and, and get the season going for, for for just to just to give a some cause for optimism, as I previously referenced. Is the goalkeeping situation a cause for concern? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, even if people didn't rate Josh Griffiths, you've got, as we stand, going to Bolton. Um, somebody who hasn't played a league game in Josh Holloway, Yemi, showing promise in the Papa John's. Um, and then Toby Stewart, who's totally untried. So I know Pompey were trying to get a um, a player in uh, this morning, uh, but they haven't got that in, so it will be Josh who gets his chance. And Simon Bassey, they've got faith in, in him and he's shown promise. But it's a, it's moving forward. It clearly needs needs attention because you can't just say it doesn't work. I hope Josh comes through, flies, and has a great game tomorrow, and kicks on. Yeah, I know a lot of people think that he's capable of doing that, but you just don't want it to go the other way because it's he's a young lad that without the games. I know Josh Griffiths is also a young lad, but he had a lot of football under his belt. He had some significant loan experience, uh, and and he's highly talented. And whatever people think of him, the people that work with him, the coaches in the game think he's a, a keeper of real promise. Um, so, yeah, they need they need to look at that uh, urgently, and, that, and that's a you know something that needs to be done moving forward. We've got enough problems going forward to start messing around at <laughs> the other end. <laughs> well, start shipping goals all over the place as well. Well, here's one for you, quoting an old friend of ours. Um, <laughs> I was going to say his name, <laughs> No, no. <laughs> uh, but there's a certain Craig McGillifrey. Um, looks like he's going to be leaving Charlton. I'm sure there'll be yeah. plenty of Pompey fans who'd love to see him back. Oh, Craig, yeah, they'd love him back, wasn't he? He's such a popular figure. Um, I did some I did some research yesterday, uh, working through Scout and looking at who's available, and I thought it'd be remiss of me to uh, not put Craig in there, in those uh, keepers. Um, he's certainly... Um, yeah, he's certainly a popular figure. I don't think he necessarily, I mean, 
again, game idea, not good with his feet, but keeping the, keep, keep the ball out of the net first and foremost, don't yeah. they? Um, I think we expect quite a lot of our keepers these days with the, with the game idea side of things. Uh, but yeah, he was one that I had to had to throw in. Do I see it happening? Probably not. Ah, oh, Jordan. I mean, you can't, you can't say, can you? Because you don't know who's coming in. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know who's necessarily one that Rich Hughes would uh, would have had on. I might, you know, I might be wrong. I just got a feeling it would be someone young. Yeah, younger, younger. Sorry, younger. Craig. <laughs> Says the forty-five-year-old. Brain balding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we're, we do need to wrap up, like, but just going back to the manager situation, I know you can't, we're, we're all sort of, I guess, to an extent, like, but what what sort of time frame do you, you expect us to... Uh, come on, Mark, you said to me, you've asked all the questions, you've got all this way through, and then you've thrown a <laughs> question at the end, haven't you? But, well, I mean, come on. Um, what, now, look, what I would say is, I don't see anything this week, um, I... You know, you're going to spin off a result on Saturday, which will probably crystallise things for fans, won't it? If it's a defeat, then people will be really, really pushing for someone to come in. Um, if not, then uh, it looks like you might have a bit of time. But uh, the players are on board with Simon Bassey. Yeah, I was going to say, Simon Bassey, like, his name's not really been mentioned at all, like, but do you get the impression uh, he would even want it? Uh, uh, he, he wants to be a manager at some point, but I think Simon's just a sort of low-maintenance bloke who just wants to get on. And, uh, and and do his job. He loved, uh, and he deserves to be part of the future. Whatever happens, by the way, I think that's worth saying. Um, he, he's got on, and the real popular player is, is he's someone that in what the you know what's happened here is kind of what art the ideal person to keep the group together, and he's done that. Um, so hopefully he can get a tune out of them um, on on Saturday because otherwise, yeah, you feel like the press the, the need to get the the, the recruit. Um, the new the new head coach in it, it starts to sort of intensify, doesn't it? Um, certainly, certainly with you know everything that's going on. And as I say, playoffs or not, just to give some fans some reason to smile and get some results again. Would it? Would they want to give away our tactics, like? But will it be worth telling the photographer tomorrow to keep an eye on the director's box at the Bolton Stadium? We did on Tuesday. Um, our friend. Our car was up at um, Bolton. He, he asked um, our a regular photographer wasn't there, but that's uh, something we often do just to see if there's any faces we recognise in there. And um, yeah, Jason Brown, our, our photographer, would certainly be detailed to do that. And we kind of have a look, look through and see if we can any, see any faces. And then you'll see some news understand story probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right, Jordy. We are running out of time. Just looking at the time here, we've got about yeah. twenty seconds, but. Really appreciate your time and thoughts on it all. Um, it's going to be an interesting few days. Hopefully, Pompey get it wrapped up pretty soon and everybody's happy. Um, we'll be back soon. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you all again. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.